Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites, with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
they get better because they some of them is paying the fear and the elder some never mind. You know, some just telling you something. We've been up down to research and put it in proper perspective up under the spirit of Yahweh. So it's up to you to make a to make a difference as we unfold this word. Because it's not an organization. It's not no count nowhere can fruit anything that we stand and go in the Bible and prove soundly that we wrong. I mean, they all can backbite. But otherwise dispute what we saying, because what we saying is led by the spirit of Yahweh. It ain't going to happen. But we're going to make sure we put ourselves in that position to speak only what does say is Yahweh, and, and we leave it like that. And we got a lot of memos in because a big preacher, one of the dignitary members, got in contact with me and said, told a member that you're going to lose your blessing if you don't come to church. If you don't come to church, you're going to lose your blessing. You can lose your blessing by not coming to church. Then I asked uh, the dignitary, well, what what day is they talking about uh, coming to church and what is the definition of the word called church? What is he saying to you? They saying, fear if I don't come back to church, which I haven't been in about a little while, I'm going to lose my blessing. Well, I feel I tell you what I do. I speak on the issue of spirit led through Yahweh. Uh, that's what we do. We'll speak on the spirit led through Yahweh. So we leave it like that. We're going to touch on that. Plus, remember, the, the feast day is coming up. But remember, everything written in Leviticus 23, the feast days is a sign for something. It's not a sign for everybody hustling and find out what they're going to bring. No, the ones is in leadership is to understand the feast days is always directing a sign of where we stand at of his coming. So we have to always be looking at Judges 5.11, and it tells us that um, in 5.11, we got to rehearse the righteous act. All feast days is rehearsing the righteous act. And the righteous act is keeping his law. See? Matter of fact, Maybe they ever look that verse up for me where it says, ask not uh, uh, what we're going to eat. And, and how that verse go? Well, verse go, sometimes you say, ah, I'll figure that verse out. Don't say what we're going to eat and how we're going to eat it. Maybe something in that line, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm just shooting from the top of my head on that. Um on what we're going to eat. He knows what you want in that bit. Something like that. I don't know. But maybe I hear him put all them pieces together and he'll come up with the answer to that. that bell. So we'll leave that like it is. Right now, we're going to open the lines up. We're going to take care of some business. And I got to make a note because the brother, another ministry said, can you break down Acts chapter 3, 1 down to about this infant man being healed, can you break that down? 
I don't know what we're going to do. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to see if we bring our L in. We'll get something going on. How did that, that verse go? Um, not what we're going to have today. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe our L will tell us about it. Maybe it comes to him. And that's what it tell you to do. You say, ask the elders. They'll tell you. So we're going to ask the elders tell Osir, well, the fact that um, it says about Acts, uh, well, forget. So when you meet the elder with a loud voice, we teach out a camp one voice over to his wife, six on the camp, elder Yachdai Israel. With a loud voice, you say, elder Yachdai Israel. Yachdai Israel, see right. Yachdai bless you, see Israel. I see right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brother. It's a verse that um, I just got to saying about um, don't uh, I go don't ask for what you what, but but he he knows and that he knows already. Oh, something like that. You got an idea what those see are trying to bring to table? He he all over the place on that right now. But it's just it's just that came across my mind. Can you all uh, put that? Put that together with old Phil trying to come up with that elder. Come on. Yeah, I think I know what you. <laughs> I think I know what you were referring to there, Phil. But uh, let's see if I can lay my eyes on it. Hallelujah, boy. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about something, you know, um, based upon that. Uh, ask not what you. Cause he, he, he know in that very hour what you do something like that. It's, it's something like that, bro. So, um, but we can table it. But if you want to take a shot at it, you know, then maybe we might speak on it before we go to Luke twelve twelve. Yeah, well, I'm looking at one. I don't know if it's the one you're looking for, but it's close enough. <laughs> what do you say there, yo? I'm looking at uh, Matthew seven chapter. Uh, Verse number seven, and it reads, Acts, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Verse number eight, for everyone that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Mm-hmm. But it's coming to me now. He says, your father know what you, your, your father know what you need. Your father, that, that's, that's, that's excellent right there. But he said, your, your father knows what you need. Um, something like that. Yeah, I tell you what, you know what, it might, it, it might come to me, you know. He said, but your father knows what you need. Something like that. Something he said, your father knows what, I tell you what, we ain't going to we ain't worry with it. So we're going to take a look at some things. I don't know to take a look at some things because, because a, lot of, a lot of information is coming out of them, and the 69 camps is putting out some information that is just eye-opening to those that's in what they call in the church and religious matters. So what we're going to do, we're just going to leave all of it alone. And it'll come to me, but that's close enough to work with for right now. Twelve, verse 12. Let's get something going on there. Book of Luke, 
chapter 12. Verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. And that very same hour, the righteous spirit do the teaching. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit would do the teaching. No doubt about it. But this big digging terrorist says, now see, if you tell me is I'm going to lose my blessing by not coming back to church, because I ain't been there in a little while, do I lose my blessing? I said, well, um, let's identify what kind of church are you going to? Because to lose your blessing, you have to be going to a, um, a establishment that Yahweh set up, and just like the same thing about what you intake in your mouth. Because it, it makes it plain, Elder, in the 11th chapter, verse 47, Ezekiel, about what goes into your mouth. And uh, let's see, can we take a look at that 11, same thing we're going to get into based upon do you lose your blessing by not attending church? And look what he says in in the book of Leviticus eleven forty seven. What does it say there? Book of Leviticus chapter eleven, verse number forty seven reads. Book of Leviticus chapter eleven, verse number forty seven reads. Leviticus eleven, verse forty seven, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, between the beast that may be eaten, and the beast that may not be eaten. We got to make a difference, even the way we worshiping, on what we should worship. We got to make a difference. We got to make sure we clear about what we worshiping. Now, in the book of Peter, there, Elder, now Peter got a precept with that, Elder, and, and we're going to precept that because Peter's going to say the same thing, because he's going to pull that verse. See, first of all, we got to make a difference. we got to know some things that have got away from us. Second, not the gate, Elder. In the book of Peter, in the first chapter, around about 17 somewhere, or early part of 17, it talks about the same. Peter pulled that verse about we got to make a difference. So, but we got to be, here's the point. You just can't get a kick and a dance and a run, and now you understand the difference. No, no, it don't work like that. See, that's called religion. You got to make a difference. So, when we look at that verse in the first chapter, Elder, First uh, Peter, chapter... What we're looking for? We're looking for when Peter was talking about this makes a difference. And and I'm struggling out the gate there, Elder. So we want to look at that 117 somewhere. Somebody. So the seer is struggling out the gate, Elder. So uh, what are we talking about with that mention that we got to make a difference between what we just got to read? Where is the precept? Well, Peter talked about that elder. 
What verse we need, Jay Elder? Come on. I'm not certain what you're looking for, but the only thing that pops into my mind is in the book of Acts, chapter 10. Mm-hmm. But 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 now I want I want I want it out of Peter. Now Peter made a statement, Elder. He uh, pulled that verse. No, um, I'm aware of that one, but I want the one when Peter made a statement on the same thing we just said about you got to make a difference between clean and the unclean. Now Peter talked about that too. He made a statement about it. I know it's in um one seven if somebody um first Peter somewhere. So we getting out the gate kind of well we, we get out the gate according to what Yahweh wants. So now in in the verse right above it, Peter talks about the same thing. He says in First Peter one fifteen, uh, thank you, Mother. Thank you, Mother. E. Mother e said, "Hey, Sir, what about Peter one fifteen? Well, what do First Peter one fifteen say?" The book of First Peter chapter one, verse number fifteen reads: Book of First Peter chapter one, verse fifteen. But as he which have called you is righteous, holy, so be you holy. In all manner of conversation. Because it is uh-huh. verse sixteen. Verse sixteen. Because it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. Excellent mother he excellent. See, so that precept is that one fifteen and sixteen, you be holy because I'm holy. So Peter pulled that from where from where down in Leviticus you got to make a T. You got to see. You just can't jump and 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 then somebody tell you you're going to lose your blessing because you're not coming to church. First of all, you got to understand something. That First of all, the word church, that word right there, when you use a Bible meaning on the word church, it's totally different from the dictionary, the Bible definition of church is totally different. For example, when you when you look at the word church in the Bible in seven thirty eight, Elder, let's see let's see let's see if we can get that word on the table. And let's show soundly that the word church means totally different from the Bible when you go and pull up your dictionary or your encyclopedia. Let's see what let's see what we got. And let's pick it up at um, 7, chapter, verse 21, 22, and 37, 38. We get our deal. Let's, let's kind of build, make a little meal on it. But when you look at the word church from a biblical point, it's totally different from the dictionary. And we know what it says in Deuteronomy 8, 3. Man lives by everything that he says. So now what he says supersedes what anybody else says. So now when we look at this word church by looking at Acts chapter 7, verse 21, 22, 37, 38. Hey, let's talk about it for a minute. Come on. Book of Acts chapter 7, verse number 21, verse 22. 
Verse 37 and 38 reads, the book of Acts chapter 7, verse 21. When he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son. Verse 22, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in word and in deed. Verse number 37. Chapter 16, verse number 1 reads, 
Exodus 16, verse number 1. They took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness. And all the, all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness. So when you're looking at this word church, when you use a biblical point, a Bible point, it means all of the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness. Now, once you precept that, now when you precept that, because it makes it plain in Psalms 104 and 99 and 100, and verse 4, verse 4, then skip down to 99, 100, and 104. It makes it plain about something, Elder. We can see what it says in Psalms chapter 104, verse 4, 99, and 100, and 104. When you precept your Bible, it shut down the dictionary when you precept your Bible. Because remember, Deuteronomy 8.3, you live by what man says. Nothing supersedes the word of Yahweh. Whatever he said at the end of it, he's going to tell you what the word church means according to understand that you must precept your Bible because the angel came from heaven and said and told David these things, 119, verse 4, 99, 100, and 104, it'll come out. The book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse number 4, verse number 99, verse 100, and verse 104, read. 104, read. Book of Psalms, 119, verse number 4. Thou commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Verse number 99, Psalms 119, verse 99. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For they, for thy covenant, thy testimonies are my meditation. Verse number 100. I understand more than the ancient, because I keep your precepts. Verse number 104. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Mm-hmm. So when you're not following man live by every word he's saying, you're going to get crossed up and you're going to put that you're going to put that the Bible down, and you're going to try to find the answer out through the dictionary. But first of all, check with the precept first. See what the precept said first. It's a way to use that one-eyed Satan to your advantage. But just don't just lay on that one-eyed Satan, because the Bible is a whole different category. So when we read 16 verse 1, and 10, verse 10 now, you know, let's look at 16, verse 10. We're looking at 16, verse 10 of Exodus. So it's again going to give you a second witness, and then we're going to give you a third witness, and you take it away. I might even give you a fourth witness. See, we're giving you a, showing you the reason why we know more than the ancients, because we keep the precepts. See, they were told about it, and they wrote it. But we don't want to put it in action today, it's precepts. They didn't precept no Bible. 
they pull verses from parts of the Bible, but we have to precept the Bible ourselves. That's why we know more because you were told to them, and all we're doing is reading their writing. That's we just reading their writing and put it together. And that's the 16 verse 10. What it say there? It's 16 verse 10. Book of Exodus 16, verse number 10 reads, It came to pass, as an hour spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness. You see that? And toward the wilderness was the children of Israel. So now let's go to 17, verse 1. We're going to 17, verse 1 and seal the deal. 17, verse 1. Book of Exodus 17, verse number 1 reads, and all the congregation of the family of Israel journey from the wilderness. So you see, when you use the Bible definition of the word church, it ain't for one answer. The whole congregation of the children of Israel journey from the wilderness. And when you see a word that is not correct, Yahweh tell you exactly what to pronounce on that word. In EZRA 262. And this is what Yahweh tell you to do. So remember, we live by what he say. So this is what he tell you to do when you see a word that don't belong there. This is what you're supposed to do that we can read in EZRA chapter 2, verse 62. What does it say? The book of Ezra, EZRA chapter 2, verse number 62 reads, these sought their registry among those that were reckoned by genealogy, but they were not found. Therefore, were they had polluted, put from the priesthood. So that, so that's the word you put there that you can read. Polluted. The word church is a polluted word for the whole congregation of the children of Israel. So the number one answer. But what do the word church mean? It is polluted for the children of Israel. So now, that's what the Bible says. That's the number one answer for the word church. So when you see the word church, you denounce it, and you're going to get them all up, riled up. But then you got to go through the steps of the precepts to show the word church. Is a polluted word for the children of Israel. So those that you got to have a church home to receive your blessing, got to come back to church to receive your blessing. The word church is a polluted word for the children of Israel. So that means you got to come back to knowing who you are to get your blessing. Now that was now that what he really saying, but he didn't know what he was saying. You got to come back to knowing who you are. To receive your blessing, spiritually and mentally, you got to come back to who you are. Then once you know who you are, you know what's written in Genesis chapter 2 and 3. See, once you know who you are, now when you go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3, it'll, now, once you understand the word church, it's a polluted word for all of the congregation of the children of Israel that was in the wilderness. Now when you read Genesis chapter 2, 1, 2, and 3, 
you know what he's telling all the congregation of children of Israel. And what does he tell them? And two, one, two, and three. Book of Genesis, chapter two. Verse number one, two, and verse number three reads. Genesis two, verse number one. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Verse number two. Now the seventh day, therefore he did his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Verse number three. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day, sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which Yahweh created and made. So, how you lose your blessing is not following Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Man live by every word that he says. So, the blessed day and the only blessed day in the Bible is by you keeping the seventh day. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That is the day of the blessed day according to the Bible by the Almighty. The blessed day is number seven. Now, number seven is not what we call today. Number seven is not today. So when they're telling you to come back, you got need to come back to the church where you lose your blessing. The word church is polluted for the word called the children of Israel. And today is not a blessed day. Matter of fact, a billionaire will tell you what the blessed day is, and we know you're going to believe the billionaire. Look what the billionaire got to say about the blessed day. The blessed day. And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what path or religion are you mm-hmm. in your pursuit of well, your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith? Yes. Yeah. You say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Now, see, now that is the blessed day of the Bible. Now, the big dignitary, Oprah Winfrey, a billionaire, say, you know, she uh, sucked him up and said, well, I didn't know. All my life, I thought Sunday was it. So if a preacher tell you that you are um, not going to receive your blessing by coming on Sunday, your, your preacher is in error. Sunday is not the blessed day. The blessed day is the Sabbath, except number seven. Now, we're going to precept and see what number seven means. See, all we got to do is remember, we're smarter than all the angels. You know why? Because we keep the precept. So we're going to find out what is the seventh day according to the Bible. We're going to see, because preacher might tell you every day, but we're going to beg the difference by going to Exodus 16 and see what the Bible says is, the seventh day. See, remember one thing. The Bible is right. Hey, what do we say in 3 verse 4 of Romans? 
while we um be going to Exodus 16. But what do it say we can read in a in a book of Romans 3 verse 4? What what can we read there? Book of Romans chapter 3, verse number 4 reads, Yahweh forbid, yea, that Yahweh be true, but every man a liar. Every man is a liar. Every man is a liar. So whatever man says, don't nothing contradict what Yahweh says. Every man is a liar. If we don't speak the Bible, even the old seer, but the seer is going to say, he ain't going to tell you where he's going and where he's been. He's only going to tell you just says Yahweh. So it's the elder. We don't care what the Bible says. Every man is alike. So we don't find out when you see the word biblically, the word church is a polluted word for the whole congregation of children of Israel. So when the dictionary come back and say it means this and that, let Yahweh be true. And every man is a liar. So now we're going to find out what the Bible says, because your preacher will say, well, our Sabbath day keeps Sunday. That's what they're going to say, right? So we go in the Bible and see who lying and what do the seventh day mean by going into the Bible. We're going to check you out and see what the Bible says to receive the blessing. So now we're going to the book of Exodus, Elder. And what we want to find out, what day is number seven according to the Bible? Again, according to the Bible. Let's pick it at verse 26. Key, verse 26. We're going to find out according to the Bible what day, and we're going to, Look him up real good in verse 29 to get a precept on it. We want to find out what day is the seventh day that he blessed in Genesis 2, verse 3, according to the Bible. Verse 27 and verse number 29. Come on, yo. The book of Exodus chapter 16, verse 20, 27. We'll make it 16. Well, we're going to look at, we're going to look at chapter 16 there, Elder, and we're going to look at verse 26 and 29. Let's see what do the, what do the Bible. Now, we found out that the blessed day was number seven. And the world will tell you, well, you know, um, our number seven is Sunday. But do the Bible support what you're saying? Because you tell, you tell, you tell your members that if they, if they don't come to church. On Sunday, they're going to lose their blessing. And we find out the definition of the word church means the whole congregation of the children of Israel, according to the Bible. Now we go going to find out what is the blessed day, number seven, according to Genesis 2, 1, 2, and 3. What is seventh day? Is it what number is it? And what do we mean by looking at the 16th chapter? Verse 26 and 29. What does it say? The book of Exodus chapter 16. Verse number 26 and verse 29 reads. Exodus 16 verse 26. Six days you shall gather it. But on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be no, there shall be none. Verse 29. Six days 
See, for Yahweh have given you the Sabbath, and for he gives you on the sixth day, the bread of two days, about you every man in his place, that no man go out of his place on the seventh day. On the what? On the what day? What day? The seventh day. The Sabbath. The Sabbath day. Sabbath day. And matter of fact, read verse twenty-six again, because you brought out Exodus and twenty-six. You brought out Exodus and twenty-six. We could have stopped there, but sometimes we have to beat it a little bit. And properly is getting your head. When your preacher tell you that when you not keeping coming to church, which you are already a genetic bloodline of the twelve tribes of Israel, and the word church is polluted for the whole congregation of children of Israel. But he's telling you by not coming on Sunday, which is not the blessed day, the seventh day is what day in 26? Come on, Elder. The book of Exodus 16, verse number 26 reads, Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, which is the Sabbath, the Sabbath day, which is the Sabbath. So now when they tell you uh, we keeping the first day of the week because that's the day we, well, we you in error. So man live by every word he say. Now we don't get us a second one then we going to something next. After that, we go on to the, 31st chapter, pick up verse 12 down to verse 18. And and we're going to watch the Almighty sign his signature on what? Is he going to put his signature on? He's going to put his signature on something, and we're going to find out. And then we're going to bring Mother in and, and uh, come Mother said, here say, you know, I like to holler on that microphone a little bit too, no doubt about it. So we're going to, after, after we take a look at, 31st chapter 12 through 18, we want to emphasize about the seven days, what day is that really is by looking at 12 down to verse 18. What is that? 12 down to verse 18, come on. Book of Exodus, chapter 31, verse number 12 through 18 reads. Book of Exodus 31, verse number 12. Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse number 13, speak thou also unto the Children of Israel say it. Truly, verily, my Sabbath you shall keep. For it is a sign between me and you throughout your generation that you may know that I am Yahweh that does sanctify you. Verse 14. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defiles it shall surely be put to death. Whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Fifteen, six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of, the, of rest. Holy to Yahweh. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day, he shall be surely be put to death. Verse 16, Before the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for perpetual covenant. Verse 17, it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever 
where six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Verse 18, and he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai, two tables of testimony, tables of stone, written with the finger of Yahweh. So you see, uh, so you see that now he got it totally opposite. He said, "Now, the big dignitary told told the big dignitary, look, if you don't keep the Sabbath day, I mean, if you don't come back to church, you're gonna lose your blessing." Wait a minute. Well, what day he supposed to come back? Because you already genetic bloodline Israelite. So what day he supposed to come back? According to the Bible. Now, the only way you'll be put to death or lose your blessing, according to Exodus 31, 14, what, what does the Bible say how you can lose your blessing? So this is what you're supposed to tell that preacher. This is how I lose my blessing, Mr. Preacher. Exodus 31, 14, how do we lose our blessing according to 31, 14? It'll come out. The book of Exodus 31, verse number 14 reads, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. So that's how you get cut off right there. So this is how you get cut off by not keeping the Sabbath day. Do you remember what Oprah Winfrey said? This will get you cut off. This is how you going to lose your blessings. By not keeping the Sabbath day. Do you remember what Oprah Winfrey said? Huh? She made a profound statement. I mean, you know, she's a billionaire, so you know she wasn't listening to because she's a billionaire, right? For your first job, uh, working as an intern with Will Smith, you say to them, look, I have to have the Sabbath off. Yes. Which, may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. Yeah. So there is right there. Now, it's now Elder in the 31st chapter. Can, can we read verse 15 and 17? One more for the national audience. So now you got to load up on, on your preacher. Because you got to tell your pre- preacher now, you got to, you got to lie with this Bible. You trying to tell me about my blessings, but you taking me the wrong direction. According to Oprah Winfrey, you taking me the wrong direction. And according to the Bible, you taking me the wrong direction. Verse 15 and 17, what does it say? Book of Exodus 31, verse 15, verse 17 reads. Exodus 31, verse number 15. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. Holy to Yahweh, who shall do any work in the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Verse 17. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For the, in six days, Yahweh made heaven and earth. And on the seventh day, 
he rested and was refreshed. You see that? So now that's enough for your preacher to understand. Tell me, he, you, look, look, preacher, you, look, I paid you a lot of my tithes and free will offerings, but you've been having me coming on the wrong day. You, you really get me cut off once I know the truth of the matter because of a quarter 3114, if I don't keep the Sabbath day, sundown to Friday and sundown Saturday, that's when I'm going to get cut off. I ain't going to get uh, Sunday. That's the wrong day period. That's going to get me double cut off. But I got to obey Exodus 3114. See that? So I'm going to bring my mother in behind that one and find out his mother, he read a hot that microphone, and we will hear a commentary out of Mother Z. She said, "Look, see, you put them on the table first, and I and I put a commentary together later on. But put me some on the table. That's right." So Mother E, travel you got to do the one of mothers out of Camp One. That's why I be there, see right. That's why bless you, Israel, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, why, Mother? So we clear, Mother. That when you see the word church according to the Bible, it means the whole that was in the will. And the word church is a polluted word for that. That was a word church is a polluted word for that. And matter of fact, mother, oh Joshua, which is a polluted word for whole system. In the fourteenth chapter, mother, can you have to read out in the fourteenth chapter of um, of the book called Joshua. What do we say we can read in 14, verse number 10? What can we read that, Mother? Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10. Yeah, yeah, what do you read, Mother? The book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10. And now, behold, Yahweh has kept me alive, as he has said, these 40 and 5 years, even ever since the Yahweh spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day both goals and five years old. Mm-hmm. And, and now the children of Israel wander in the wilderness. So the children of Israel, the one was in the wilderness, and the word mm-hmm. church is a polluted word for the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. So the word church is polluted according to EZRA 262. The word church is a polluted word for the children of Israel. Because, Mother, in 9, verse 1, when you talk Israel according to First Chronicles 9, 1, how do we folks talk when it comes down to Israel? And it'll, I need you to ask chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to take a little something on the way of taking a, a little something. We're going to ask chapter 3, verse 1, there, Elder, but we're going to take care of something along the way. What are you getting ready to read, Mother? Book of Acts, chapter 9, 1 mm-hmm. Chronicles, 
chapter 9, verse 1. Thank you, chapter 9, verse 1. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies, and behold, they were written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you speak, about the children of Israel, all the children of Israel is reckoned by genealogy. So that's why you got to know who you are. You're not a a polluted word called a church. You are the children of Israel because there's no genealogy in the word called church in the building. So all the children of Israel was reckoned by genealogy. Then once you precept that mother, mother Eve, when you precept that, now, now the game changes the precept. So as soon as you precept that, it's over. So when you go to Numbers chapter 1, mother, and you pick up verse 16 down to verse 18, see, the game changer is the precept. The reason why we know more than the angels is because we precept. So now all the children of Israel is reckoned through genealogy. So when you refer to them, you must call them by genealogy. And that verse was pulled somewhere in Numbers chapter 1, 16 through 18. Hey, Mother E, what is that we can read in Numbers chapter 1, 16 to 18? The book of Numbers chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. Verse 16. These were the renown of the congregation of the children of Israel, princes, of the tribes of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. Verse 17. And Moses and Aaron took these men, which are expressed by their names. Verse 18. And they assembled all the congregation of the children of Israel together on the first day of the second month, and they declared their pedigree after their family, by the family of their fathers, according to the number of the names from the twenty year from twenty years old and upward by their poems. So the word pedigree and genealogy is in the same. They declare their pedigree by their tribes or their DNA of their tribe. That's how they declare they that's why they know who you are. They ask you, well, what? who is your dad? Then that's what you read. So that's how the children of Israel, they was reckoned through genealogy. As long as you African-American, Christian, and Negro, and Supercoon, you out the will of the Bible. And in no, and in no Christian church is going to tell you that you is reckoned through genealogy, not through a title called Christian, Islam or Judaism, you reckon through genealogy, pedigree. That's how you reckon. That's what the reckon says, you reckon. See? Now, before we go to Acts chapter 3, verse 1, I want to talk about something in the book of Jasper. If someone say in the book of Jasper, 
said, um, before we take a look at, but someone said, El, in the book of Jasper, and we want to find out what was said. Something they said in the book of Jasper. I want to find out something along the way to find a quote. Because there's a lot of things missing that we can't put our hand on right now because it's missing. Something's going on wrong, and and that's when we come on this airway six nights a week to clear up some things on the way of clearing up some things. Now, it was a profound statement said in the book of Joshua, Joshua, uh, Joshua Elder, about Moses on, in the, on page one. 57. Something's going on here. We won't talk about it in verse 33. Uh, chapter 77 in the book of Jephthah. And the book is um, very genuine when you do the precept. The book is very genuine of uh, the book of Jephthah. Uh, because WCC said, what is you saying about Jasper? No, this book is very genuine, but you got to know how to write things in. So uh, we'll take care of WCC, my Bible. This book of Jasper is just as important as the rest of the book by going look at the book of Joshua chapter 10, Mother E. We'll look at and we will look at verse 13. We're going to look at verse 13, mother. We're going to the book of Joshua 10, verse 13. That's what we're going to take a look at, mother. And see what we got there. We can read. Mm-hmm. The book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Let's let the national audience hear. The book that we get ready to read out of, it, it all fits together when you know how to tie it all in together. What it says. The book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. And the children of Zayden are the Gilanites who dwell in the what, land. What, 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 your, yeah, okay, you, 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 you read 10, 13, right, mother? Right. Okay, go ahead. Take your time and go and knock it out. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm saying this right or not. Uh, well, Joshua, Joshua 10. We'll call out the first letter. Call out the first letter. They'll take it from now. Call out the first letter and keep it moving. And the children of Jezan of the Jezites who dwell in the land of Matthew and the children of Medad are the orlites that dwell in the land of Kurson, Kurson, and the children of Tubal, of those that dwell in the land uh, of Turkey. Well, hold on, hold on, mother. Well, I'm, no, I'm in a regular book, mother. I'm in a regular book of Repass Deuteronomy of uh, Joshua. Ho- oh, uh, Ho-Shi- no. Correct. Gotcha. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah, 1013. That's that where I'm at in 1013. Okay. I'm, in, I'm in the other book. Yes. Okay, let's get there. Uh-huh. Keep talking about it till you find it. 1013. On the book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. The book of Joshua, verse 13. The book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. Okay. The book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. No, exactly. The book of Joshua, chapter 10, verse 13. book of Joshua, chapter 10.
still talking about it. And Ho still talking about it. So that's the two windows. That's all you need. So we going um we going else going look at something that was said about something before we get to Acts chapter three, you know. We go and look at something that was said in this book, um, chapter seventy seven, on page one fifty seven at the and we're going to pick up at verse 33, Elder, and we're going to read down to verse number 40. Let's now, as we know, now we'll read a little bit more. We're going to read a little bit more because we're going to talk about some things, and I, I want to know where it is at because you ain't you going to bring nothing in this word, and you ain't going to take nothing out of this word. So I want to know a little bit more about this once the elder take care of his business and take it down until we get our point. That was going to do. We'll take it down until we get our point. And our point should take us all the way down to about, around about, yeah, I mean, really, take it down to about 45, really. So we'll take it down to about the verse 45 and the figure of verse 33, elder. And so this is tell us something. And then when we do jump in, Acts chapter three verse one, we should be we should be on something. Let's see what we'll be on by going to Joshua seventy seven on page one fifty seven chapter seventy seven verse thirty three down to verse forty five. Elder, you on the clock come up. Book of Joshua chapter seventy seven verse number thirty three. Through 45 reads. The book of Jasher, chapter 77, verse number 33 reads. He it was who delivered Abraham from earth of the Chaldees, and Isaac from the sword of his father, and Jacob from the angel of Yaquah, who wrestled with him at the fort of Jabuk. Jabuk, verse 34. Also was this man, as he done many things, Deliver him from the river in Egypt, and from the sword of Pharaoh, and from the children of Cush. So also can he deliver him from famine and make him live. Verse 35. The thing, and the thing seemed good in the sight of Ruel. He did according to the word of his daughter, and said to the doctor to ascertain what became of Moses. Verse 36. He saw and behold the man Moses was living in the dungeon, standing upon his feet, praising and praying to Yahweh of his forefathers. 37. And Ruel commanded Moses to be brought out of the dungeon. So they saved him, and he changed his prison garments and ate bread. Verse 38. And afterwards Moses went into the garden of Ruel, which was behind the house. And he there Praise to Yahweh his Yahweh, who had done mighty wonders for him. Verse 39. And it was that while he prayed, he looked opposite to him. Behold, a sapphire stick was placed in the ground, which was planted in the midst of the ground. Verse number 40. He approached the stick, and he looked. And behold, the name of Yahweh of hosts was engraved thereon, written, and developed upon the stick. Verse 41, 
He read it and stretched forth his hand, and he plucked it like a forest tree from the thicket, and the stick was in his hand. Verse 42. This is the stick with which all the works of our Yahweh were performed after he had created heaven and earth, and all the hosts of them seas, rivers, and all their fishes. Verse 43. And when Yahweh had driven Adam from the garden of Eden, he took the stick in his hand and went and tilled the ground from whence he was taken. Verse 44. And the stick came down to Noah and was given to Shem and his descendants until it came into the hand of Abraham, the, the Hebrew. Verse 45. And when Abraham had given all he had to his son Isaac, he also gave him this stick. Ain't that You see what? Wait a minute. But here's the point. Here, it's it, now the sapphire is called. You know they had a, a movie a long time ago. It's called Amos and Andy and Sapphire. And she was a very dark woman. So that stick is a dark stick, and on that stick, it got a name written on it Y H W H. And it's a black stick. And on that black stick, the name is written in four letters, Y-H-W-A. And when Moses approached the stick that was stuck down like a tree in the garden, that stick jumped into his hand because Moses was the rightful owner of the stick. Just like that stick today, wherever that stick is at today, it rightfully belongs to the bosses of a true Israelite. When you, so whoever knows what that stick at today, you get the fear of there saying it done the most. Jump into the fear's hand. That stick was jumping into his hand because them the four letters. And that signal to what we get ready to read in Acts chapter three one. So when the preacher told the big dignitary, you're not going to get your blessing unless you come to the church. So we found out that word church is polluted for the children of Israel. And if you're not keeping the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, that's how you lose your blessing. So now, we found out that Moses had to stick with the four letters on it passed down from Yahweh's hand to Adam. And it got all the way down to Moses' hand because Moses is the rightful owner of the four-letter stick. A sapphire means blue-black. The name is written in golden letters Y-H-W-A. That's right. Because how we know it's written in gold? That's a good point you're making Latter-day Saints. How do we know it's written in gold? Well, let's, let's get a precept and find out why we know that it's written in gold. A uh, 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 mother, see, mother, mother, Eve, see, we don't run away from anything. We know everything got a precept. Why we know it's written in gold? Because we go and get a precept and find out. Hey, mother, Eve, let's even get a precept on that. Now, what we're going through a lamentation. Let's pass Jeremiah. Let's get a precept that why we know that the stick is written with dark, dark sticks, but it's written 
with gold letters. How do we know that? Because we we know how to precept our Bible. He gave it to us in that very same hour. So we're going to precept the Bible, and we're going to look for Jeremiah, mother. And then we're going, once we get past Jeremiah, we're in business. Okay. Once we, I just don't know. Jeremiah. So we're in business when we get past Jeremiah. So now, let's talk about it, mother, that how we know the stick was written in gold. Let's see if we talk about it a little bit. Let's um look at and the fourth chapter of the book called Lamentation. Mm-hmm. And we'll pick it at verse number one. And we'll find out why we know that the letters is in gold. Lamentation four, verse one and two. What does it say there, Mother? The book of Lamentation, chapter four, verse one and verse two. Verse one. How is the gold became dim? How is the most Find gold, change. The stone of the sanctuary are poured out in the top of every street. Verse 2. The precious sons of Yahweh Judas, comparable to fine gold, how are they esteemed as earthy pictures? The work of the hand of the potter. Mm-hmm. So the children of Israel is, is comparable, that means identical, they are identical to what, mother? Fine gold. Fine so the only thing you can, you can compare the children of Israel to is what, what they got hid off in Fort Knox. You take any member of the 12 tribes of Israel and let them stand next to the, the gold, and you won't be able to tell the difference between the gold and all the children of Israel members because the only thing you can compare the children of the book, the children of Israel, to fine gold. But this fine gold have become dim because they have lost their way. They don't know who they are today. They think they're Christian, African-American, and Negro, and supercomb. That's why you dim today because you don't know who you are. You don't know what he's telling us. Just like Moses went into the garden tree in the garden, but once that stick seen and came in contact with Moses, that stick jumped out of the garden like a tree coming up from the root. Right into Moses' hand, because that's the point we make it. We are the people of the book, the children of Israel. Our DNA tells us we have to know this man's name and his program and teach it and live it to do. So, so when we come on the broadcast, we come on the broadcast according to Mother Reading three eleven. And St. John. This is how we come on the broadcast. And this is what we do. Spirit led from Yahweh 12, verse 12. What we do, Mother, in St. John 3, 11? Book of St. John, chapter 3, verse 11. 
St. John chapter 3, verse 11, reads, Very, very, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witnesses. So we can we can speak what we know. So we can so we can walk the best of you from the page of the book. Oh, but we speak what we know. Now the chief speaker of the nation of Israel and beloved, they were heading to a such a place that we're gonna read, and we're gonna find out what's going on, and we're gonna find out what what was said in this conversation. Now, hello. What can we read out of Acts chapter 3, verse 1? Let's read down until we get our point. You're on the clock. Come on. Book of Acts chapter 3, verse number 1 reads. Book of Acts chapter 3. Book of Acts chapter 3, verse number 1 reads. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. Verse number two. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Verse number three. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Verse number four. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. Verse 5, he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Verse number 6, then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Yahweh, Yahweh the son of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse number 7. You think that what you say in the name of Y-H-W-H of Nazareth? Get up and walk. And let's see what happens when when he said, get up and walk according to that name. What did he do immediately according to the next verse? What did he do, Hill? Verse number seven reads, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. <laughs> you see that? You see that? So you see, that's the reason why that stick was passed down. And somebody got it jacked up and healed up, but it's not going to be to you just like a, a tree of the root of a tree. It will do you no good. But I tell you now, whoever hijacking that stick got to hit off and wherever is that. Take me to that stick. In the same way that stick jumped in Moses' hand, it'll jump in my hand the same way. It will jump in my hand the same way Moses. Right? That stick is, is called a, uh, a sapphire stick. That sapphire stick is blue black, but it got gold letters written on it, Y-H-W-S. And when Moses got closer to that stick, that stick came out of the root of the ground. Men were trying to pull that stick up, and they was not able to do it. 
But once Moses showed up, the stick immediately jumped into his hand. What is this that saying? Just like Peter was telling this man, I don't have no gold to give you. I don't have no special way to get you here and there. But what we do have to give you is his word. And understand about his word, what his word will do for you. His word will do something for you if you listen. Because when we read about his word, Elder, in 16 verse 12 of Wisdom of Solomon, it talks about his word. See, what we have to come on this national radio broadcast, over 900,000 strong on the international side, what we come to bring you is his word. And if you pay attention to his word, you can get healed. But you got to follow his word to be healed. See what the case is from. Wisdom of Solomon. Chapter, we're going to look right at verse 16, verse 12. And verse 20, just to make it sound good. And verse 20. What is saying? 16, verse 12 of the wisdom of Solomon. This is Solomon putting it in right. And verse 20, come on. The book of wisdom of Solomon. Chapter 16, verse number 12. And verse number 20 reads. Book of wisdom of Solomon 16. Verse number 12 reads, For it was neither herb nor more flying plaster that restored them to health. But thy word, O Yahweh, which healeth all things. Verse number 20, Instead whereof thou feedest thine own people with angel food, did ascend them from heaven, bread prepared <laughs> without their labor, able to content every man's delight and agree every See, you see it is? So his word healed you because the children of the book was fed with angel food. They were fed with angel food, see, right? The sea royal of the 12 tribes of Israel is angel food. And they jump for joy by eating angel food. That's the children of Israel they understood to jump for joy, you got to eat the, the same food the angels had. The Almighty sent it down to the children of Israel. And what was that food? How we know what food it was? By precept in your Bible. Hey, let's go to 65 of Psalms 9 through 13. What angel food was sent down to heaven? For the children of Israel to eat exactly like the angels eat. Let's find out what food they will remember. He sent the word and healed them. So we give you the word what heals you. Remember, the angels live forever. They have a diet. They have a food that they eat. He said he sent that food down to the children of Israel. What food was that? Precept your Bible. We're going to find out. 65. Let's see the verse 9 out of verse 13. Come on. The book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse number 9 to 13 reads. The book of Psalms 65, verse number 9. They have 
Now, what's going on there, WCC? Now, now, what's going on there, World Council Churches? Um, I'm not hearing what I want to hear because we, we, we show you that the children of Israel had a diet. And the diet that they had was sent down from heaven. It's called angel food. You know there's an angel food that's sent down from heaven? And we're going to find out what's the name of this angel food that's sent down from heaven to the children of Israel. Now, Elder, um, start back over again, Elder, in that 65, verse 9, down to verse 13. Let's find out what is this angel food that's sent down from heaven to the children of Israel. Back on the clock, Elder, come on. Book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse number 9 to 13, read. Psalm 65, verse number 9. Now, visit the earth. Worth it that greatly enriches it with the river of Yaqua, which is full of water that prepares them corn that thou hast so provided for it. Verse number 10. Thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly, thou sellest the furrows thereof, thou makest the salt with showers, thou blessest the springing thereof. Verse number 11. Thou crowneth the year with thy goodness. And thy past drop fatness. Verse number 12. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. Verse 13. The pastures are clothed with flocks, but thou is also covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. You see that? So, what food did the Almighty send down? from heaven for the children of Israel. He sent down angel food. Guess what angel food is that's sent down from heaven? We just got to read. But we got to know what kind of food the corn was sent down from heaven from Yahweh. So now we got a precept at the Deuteronomy 23, 25. What kind of corn? So now when you're eating corn, you eat angel food. That the Almighty took a special liking for the twelve tribes of Israel, and he gave you your diet, which is the same food that the angels eat in heaven, corn. But what kind of corn? We're going to find out in Deuteronomy 23, verse 25. What kind of corn else? Look at Deuteronomy 23, verse 25 reads. That cometh into the standing corn. Standing corn, not the one in the can. Not the one that man's hand is in it. The corn that we're talking about is the standing corn. Not the kind that you go get it where it's already processed by man's hand and put its preservatives in it. That is called them is cooking, putting their hand in it. Anything man's hand is in it, it automatically becomes acid. They can't produce nothing but acid. So so long as you eat corn where man hand is in it, 
you're not doing the real deal. You got to eat the standing corn. So now we got to find a way to grow our own corn, standing corn, because now you line up with your maker because now you eat the same food sent down from heaven to the children of Israel, standing corn. And because when you eat the standing corn, it'll make you do what in verse 13? Here's a sign of you eating standing corn that been done the way Yahweh. This is a sign that you will have when we see you. When we see you eyeball to eyeball, we know what you're doing. Oh, we can meet and do better. Oh, we just come and open your refrigerator and tell you what you what, what you're doing. It'll be the refrigerator and tell you what you're doing. But according to verse 13, when you follow in the rules of Yahweh and verse 13, let's talk about it. What do the corn make you do in verse 13? Book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse number 13 reads, The pastors are clothed with flocks, and is also covered, with, covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. You see that? So you are here, those that eat the angel's food, the standing corn, they will have some do up, do up, do up in them. Yeah. They have, they have an upbeat spirit because they eat live food. You are you are word called natural people. You're not a process people. You are a natural people that Yahweh created a diet just for you. He created a diet. Just for you. And what he created from you was standing corn sent from heaven to your garden on earth. And when you process that corn, it'll make you shout for joy and sing. You see? But most we to do what Elder get ready to read because it's going to show up. Now we're going to Daniel chapter 4, Elder, because we're going to know because we're going to tell. And Daniel chapter 4, it tells us if you eat standing corn, we will know according to Daniel. Daniel going to tell us exactly what it makes you do and if you summon all around, we know you're not doing it. So we're going to read Daniel chapter 4, and we're going to find out, and I mean chapter 1, thank you, Elder. We're going to look at Daniel chapter 1, and we know when you're doing the right thing in Yahweh, because it's going to show up in your demeanor. Now, and... Daniel chapter 1, we'll pick it at verse number 8, and we'll read till we get our point. Let's pick it at Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. See, the sixth anointing can't affect all the walls in the leadership. 
you'll know when you're doing the right thing in Yahweh. And it's never doing the right thing. Because we can look in the Bible and see what it makes you do when you're doing the right thing. We know you're supposed to be shouting for joy if you're doing the right thing. And here goes your case in point. One verse eight, the three will be come out. The book of Daniel, chapter one, verse number eight reads. Book of Daniel one, verse number eight. But Daniel purposed in his mind that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, but with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Verse number nine. Now Yahweh brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Verse 10. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my Yahweh the king. You have appointed your meat and your drink. But why should he see your faces worse? Like it than the children which are of your sort. Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Verse 11. Then said Daniel to Melzah, whom the prince of the eunuch has set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mashiel, and Azariah. Verse number 12. Prove your servant, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Verse number 13. Then let our cousins be looked upon before thee, and the cousins of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servant. Verse 14, for he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. Verse 15, at the end of the ten days, their countenance appeared fair and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king meat. Verse 16, thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. Verse 17, as for thee, as for these four children, Yahweh gave them knowledge, skill in all learning and wisdom. Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Oh, yeah? You mean Yahweh do something for you when you follow what he did, see, right? Yahweh would do something for you when you when you make a decision according to his now, so they're taking away the king's meat and gave them both. Now, Ella, uh, can you look up the definition of what, what he means by he gave them both? And he said when they was eating his post, he said the children of Israel was eating the king's meat. And they they, they looked all burnt out. He said, but the ones eating his post, they face look all not a fat off. Not a fat hey mother eat. What was their face looking like in Ecclesiastes 8, verse 1, anyway? What was their face looking like once you eat, once you eat Pope? That Yahweh, I mean, Elder, going to get ready to read in a minute. But this is what your face is supposed to look like once you eat according to Yahweh. This is how your face and your demeanor will be like what? Ecclesiastes 8, verse 1. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 1. Who is as the wise man, and who knows interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the boldness of his face 
will be changed. Ain't that something? The boldness of his faith is going to change, mother, because his wisdom can be understanding these is the beast that you eat, and this is what you put in your mouth, and this is what you don't put in your mouth. See, we read that verse. The elder read the verse in the beginning in, in the book of Leviticus, but we're not going to read again, 1147. You got to know what you put in your mouth. What did Yahweh give you to put in your mouth? He gave you what, what the elder getting ready to read, and when you put it in your mouth, it's going to make your face shine. You'll, you'll, you'll speak more boldly in his word, and you have the giddy up. You have a lot of songs in your conversation. Some do walk, do walk. So what is this post that, that the unit taking away the king's and gave him? What did he give him elder that, that, that the world can hear? Come on. Definition of the word uh, pulse. Definition of the word pulse is food, vegetables. Hey, you hear that, Mother Z? Mother Z, do you hear what the man is saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave them vegetables, Mother Z. This is what make your face shine. This is what he was giving them. Fruit and vegetables, Mother. That's what was going on. And when they and when they ate that part and, and the rest of the children of Israel was eating the king's meat. He said, they didn't look too well. See, when you're eating the king's meat, you're not going to look that well. You ain't going to look well at all. You're going to be always itchy, scratchy. You're going to be always patient short. you always fly off at the handle. Huh? This is what's going to happen when you when you eating the king's meat. Watch the ones that eat the king's meat, which is dead meat, and watch the ones that eat what Yahweh gave you. By being natural people, they eat live food. They had vegetables from the field. Fruits and vegetables. That's what they had from the field. And that made them shine. That made their demeanor was at a high level. Huh? See? So we got to watch this in the system on the camp. We know when you're right because we know what it makes you do. See? When you eat fruits, and vegetables, you eat live. Matter of fact, Elder, what do it say when the children of Israel was coming up out of Egypt? What did Yahweh do along the way in Exodus 15, verse 27? What, what did Yahweh do that we can read? Exodus 15, 27, what is that, Elder? Book of Exodus 15, verse number 27 reads, but go back to the 15th, verse number 27. They came to Elam, where were 12 wells of water, and 10 palm trees. They camped there by the water. They camped by 10 palm trees, see, right? They camped around the palm trees. 
And all they done was reach up in the palm tree and got what they need to work with. You see how Yahweh, your provider, always provide for you? He he provides them ten palm trees. You see? Then when we preach up the ten palm trees by going to Ezekiel 47, verse 7, and we'll read down to verse 13 and enjoy ourselves, Elder. See, listen. Children of Israel, look at you. What's the, what kind of problem do you have in your body? You know why you got problems in your body? Because you're paying Yahweh, no, never mind. And you're not paying his word, no, never mind. Why you got problems in your body? Because you follow nothing that Yahweh got ready. And like we read in Acts chapter 3, the one name is the name that gets you on your feet. Why you call them Lord God, Jesus, Allah, and Buddha, Jehovah? They're not the name that gets you on your feet. They're the name that Satan's name. Satan can't get you on your feet, but it's temporarily. That's why I'm going to key you in the end. Because ain't but one, one name going to get you salvation. There's a woman first out of New York there. Well, what one name is that? Oh, Mother, Mother Eve. What one name is that that we can read in Psalms 1, 16, verse 13, Mother? Let's find out what's the one name that we can read, Mother. Let's go to Psalms 1, 16, verse 13, and find out what is the one name that we can read, Mother. The angel come from heaven, and he can look David eyeball to eyeball and tell David the name that Paul and Peter going to call on to get you up. It's the one name. So now, they read what David received from the angel in 116.13. Hey, what, 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 what do we read, Mother? 116.13. Book of Psalms, chapter 116, verse 13. The Book of Psalms, chapter 116, verse 13. I would take the cup of salvation and call upon the name Oh, Gonna get you saved, but he also pulled that verse again 
from Exodus 3.15, mother. Hey, mother, eat. He pulled that verse from 3.15 of Exodus, and what is that? Book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 15. Exodus mm-hmm. chapter 3, verse 15, read. And Yahweh said, Moreover, unto Moses, thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, the Yahweh, Yahweh of your father, the Yahweh of Abraham, the Yahweh of Isaac, and the Yahweh of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So, mother, so when they changed the name, they was wrong. Polluted the man's name in his mind, but they couldn't really pollute the name. Because he said in, in the book of Isaiah 42, verse 8, mother, hey, mother, he, he made a profound statement in Isaiah 42, verse number 8. And what did he say, Mother, that we can read? The book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 8. Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 8. Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 8, read. Isaiah, 42, verse 8. I am the Yahweh, that is my name. And my honor will I not give to another, neither my praise to a graven image. So you see the man saying, Mother, so you can call me any other name all you want. You ain't got nothing coming. So if you're not using the four letters according to Yahweh, you ain't got nothing coming. And Elder, he made the claim, Elder, 2313, Elder, Elder. He made a claim to one people about them four letters and 23 verse 13 of Exodus, Elder. He made it real plain. And what did he say? The book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse number 13 reads. Book of Exodus 23, verse 13. And in all things that I have said unto you, be circumspect and make no mention of the name of other. Yaqua, either let it be heard out of your mouth. So the children of the book, once you know you are genetic bloodline of children of Israel, you don't supposed to have another name coming out your mouth just as your master from heaven. Your master, it ain't no ultimate name. One name, four letters, Y-H-W-H. Now they had a disturbance going on, Elder. And Yahweh made it plain to Moses in the 24th chapter of Leviticus, verse 1. He looked Moses eyeball to eyeball in the 24th chapter, verse 1 and 13. Then he started speaking there, Elder. What did he say in the 24th chapter of Leviticus, verse 1? Then we'll go out to 13. Verse down to verse 16. We're going to enjoy some of this right here. Let's see what he says. Leviticus 24, verse 1. And we'll get down to verse 13, down to verse 16. Back on the clock, it will come out. Book of Leviticus, chapter 24, verse number 1. 
Verse number 13 to 16 reads. Book of Leviticus 24, verse number 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse number 13. Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 14. Bring forth him that have cursed without the count. Let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head. And let all the congregation stone him. Verse 15. And thou shalt speak unto the congregation, the family of Israel, saying, Whosoever curses his Yahweh shall bear his sin. Verse 16. He that blasphemeth the name of Yahweh, he shall surely be put to death. And all the congregation shall certainly stone him. As well the stranger as he that is born in the land. And he blasphemeth the name of Yahweh shall be put to death. If you blaspheme the name of Yahweh, you're going to be put to death. So those are saying that if you don't come to church, you're going to lose your blessing. First of all, the church you have service on is the wrong day. And the one you worship in, it's going to get you thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire because his name is not Lord God, Jesus, Allah, and Buddha, and Jehovah. One name for salvation. And if you know you're a member of the children of Israel, he don't want but one name to come out your mouth. And he, 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 he held Moses up in 6 verse 4, elder of Deuteronomy, and told Moses again what he said in 6 verse 4 to Moses. Of Deuteronomy. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse number 4 reads. Deuteronomy 6, verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, Yahweh, Yahweh, is one Yahweh. Hear, O children of the twelve tribes of Israel, your Yahweh is one Yahweh, one. Then he, then he called Moses again, tapped him on his shoulder, in 9.16 of Exodus. What he said to him in 9.16 of hell? Book of Exodus, chapter 9, verse number 16, he reads. Book of Exodus 9, verse number 16. And in very deep for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show you my power, that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. So, he said, look, Moses, you is in my stead, but this is, a, this is the very deed that I hemmed you up, and I wish you got 80 to get all the meanness out Once I got all the meanness out of 80 years old, that's when you started the ministry. And I want you to tell the children of Israel, the reason why I'm Standing tall in Yahweh, and he wants me to declare his name throughout all earth. Well, he told the children of Israel to declare his name throughout all the earth. Then he came into the body, and then in Mark chapter 12, elder, he came into the body and made a profound statement in the body. What he said in twelve twenty nine of the book of Luke. What he said that we can read in twelve twenty nine. The book of Luke, chapter twelve, verse number twenty nine reads. Book of Luke, chapter twelve. Book of Luke, chapter twelve, 
Verse number 29 reads, Luke chapter 12, verse 29. Think not ye what you shall eat or what you shall drink. It'll be you of doubtful mind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking right at Mark 12, 29 and calling Luke. So uh, Mother, Mother Z caught it in grand style there. Mother Z, no, see, you, 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 that, that's Mark you want to go to. That's right. What it say we can read in Mark 12, 29 there? I'm looking right at Mark and calling out, and Mother Z called it flat out. Mark 12, 29, what it say? Look at Mark chapter 12, verse 29 reads. Yeah, quite a sign after him. The first of all the commandments is, Hear all Israel, Yahweh is one Yahweh. The first, the first command is, Hear all Israel. Understand, Israel, 12 tribes, Yahweh is one Yahweh. He ain't said that more than anybody. One Yahqua. That's it. Look what it says in the next verse, verse 30. Mark 12, verse 30. Thou shalt love Yahqua, your Yahqua, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. The first commandment is you both to love you some Yahqua. But how do you love them, Yahweh? Hey, Mother E, how do you love Yahweh and St. John 14, 14, and 15, and 23 and 24? Hey, Mother E, how do you love Yahweh? Let's see if we can get the biblical definition of how you love them, Yahweh, and St. John chapter 14 and 15, chapter 14, 14 and 15, and we're going to look at verse 23 and 24. So how do we love up to the Yahweh? Mother, you on the clock, come up. St. John chapter 14, 14, 15, amen. Yes, 23 and 24. St. John chapter 14, verses 14, 15, 23, and 24. Okay. St. John chapter 14, verses 14, 15, and 23 and 24. St. John chapter 14, verse 14 reads, He shall ask anything. Yes, he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 15. If you love me, Keep my commandments. Verse 23. Yahweh answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our board with him. 24. He that love me not, keep his not, my saying, and the words which I hear, which ye hear, is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Mm-hmm. That's verse 24, mother. 
Right. So we found out if you love using Yahweh, you got to keep what the man is saying. Mm-hmm. Now, mother, in Matthew chapter 19, let's see when you love Yahweh, you keep his saying it. And what on record you got coming, according to Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 and 17. So if we love us in Yahweh, we'll keep his laws, statutes, and commands. In return, what do we got coming, mother, according to Matthew chapter 19, 16 and 17? Hey, Marie. What we got coming if we do if we do so? Book of Matthew chapter nineteen, verses sixteen and seventeen. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Seventeen. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? That is None good but one, that is Yahweh the Father. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep this commandment. Mm-hmm. What what commandments, mother? Luke ten twenty six. What commandments are we supposed to keep? What commandments? Hey, you ought to have me uh, the book of Jubilees 10, 10 down to verse 14. So, what we supposed to keep, mother, he said, if you love me, if you want to get an eternal life, you keep the law. What are you talking about, mother? Luke 10, 26. What are you talking about, mother, that we can read? Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 26. What do you read, mother? The book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 26. He said unto him, what is written in the law? I read his thought. Oh, you see the man saying, if you want eternal life, you read what's in the law. Huh? So if you want eternal life, good master, what can I do to have eternal life? He says, in the book of Luke 10, 26, what is written in the law? So he said, if you have your good master, but if you want eternal life, you read, you read and do what's written in the law. Hey, what's written in the law in Jubilee chapter 10, verse 10 down to verse 14? What's written in the law, Elder? Come on. The book of Jubilee chapter 10, verse number 10 to 14 reads. Book of Jubilee 10, verse number 10. And one of us, he commanded. That we should teach Noah all their medicines. For he knew that they would not walk in uprightness, to strive in righteousness. Verse number 11. And we did did according to all his words. All the millennies, evil ones, (laughs) we bound in the place of condemnation. And a tenth part of them we left that they might be subject before Satan on earth. Verse number 12. We explain to Noah all the medicine of their diseases, together with their seduction, how you might heal them with herbs of the earth. 
verse 13. Now he wrote down all things in the book as we instructed him concerning every kind of matter. Thus the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. Verse 14. He gave all that he had written to Shem, his eldest son, for he loved him exceedingly above all his sons. You see that? So look at that. So again, just as that black stick is laid out there, guess what? So is the book of all the medicine that was passed down all the way to Moses again, all the way to Isaac, Jacob, 12 tribes of Israel, and that same book is somewhere belonging to the sixth anointed camp called Voices of the Two Israelites. So we see you got two things that that, that you have belong to the Voices of the Two Israelites. You got the black stick here somewhere, and it's stuck down in the root of the root, and you're not going to be able to touch it until the seal gets there to, to, to look at it and it's jump in his hand. And you also got an herbal book that belongs from Yahweh the Father to Yahweh the Son to the angel to Noah, passed all the way down to the children of Israel. That book is a healing book, and all the healing out of that book, according to verse 14, is done. What kind of way here? According to Jubilee 1014, all the sickness and how you heal all of the members of the 12 tribes of Israel, how do we, how do we perform itself in verse 14? Let's read it again, 1014, what does it say? Book of Jubilee, chapter 10, verse number 14 reads, He gave all that he had written to Shem, his eldest son, for he loved him exceedingly above all his sons. Back up, verse, verse 13 and 12. Verse number 13 reads, the book of Jubilee 10, verse number 13. Noah wrote down all things in the book as were instructed to him concerning every kind of medicine. Thus the evil spirits were precluded from hurting the sons of Noah. Verse number 12. And we explained to Noah all the medicines of their diseases together with their seductions. He might heal them with herbs of the earth. He may heal them with herbs from the earth. So listen to you right here. Do you know the one that made your body was sprayed by the angel? The way that you heal you is earth from the earth. So when when they had to break out running, what did they do in five can you help those see out what do they do in Second Maccabees chapter five verse twenty seven? Book of Second Maccabees five verse number twenty seven reads Second Maccabees five verse twenty seven 
But Judas Maccabus with nine, with nine others or thereabout withdrew themselves into the wilderness and lived in the mountains after the manner of beasts with his company who fed on earth continuously. Hey, that. You hear that, Mother Z? They fed on earth continuously. What, where did they pull that from? You just read it where they pulled it from. They, they fed on earth continuously. It wasn't a cameo thing. They know to continue with the blessing of Yahweh, you got to feed on earth continuously. That's what's going to get you your do-wop, your do-wop. You can't all of a sudden draw back. Because he told you in 1035 to 39, I ain't got no pleasure in you drawing back. You got to continue in earth. Continually. If you want to, to be up on the wheel of Yahweh, and do what the Bible tells us to do. We got to continue in earth continuously. Huh? Let's go to Second Ezra. Uh, We're going to Second Ezra chapter 9, look at verse 24 down to verse 26. So, you know, we got to understand something. We got to continue in, in earth continuously. It ain't got nothing to do with age. It's what we do and Yahweh going to kick in and you will have a proper spirit can you not cameo the earth. Now, Ezra was on the clock in the ninth chapter and let's see what Yahweh told him to do. We're going to see what he told what he told Ezra to do. He don't change Let's see what Ezra doing. Let's make it, pick up verse number 20, let's make it sound good. Pick up verse 20 down to verse 26, let's make, let's, let's make a little meal out of it because he's talking some good talk. And for the national order, they got to understand something. Yahweh's talking a good talk, but through the pages of this book. This book, Second Ezra chapter 9, 20 down to verse 26. What is the hell? The book of Second Ezra chapter 9. Verse number 20 through 26 reads, Second Ezra 9, verse 20, So I considered the world, and behold, there was pearls because of the devices that were coming to it. Verse 21, Now saw I spared it greatly, and have kept me a grape of the cluster, and a plant of the great people. Verse 22, That the multitude perish, which was born in vain, let my grape be kept, and my plant, for which, for with great labor have I made it perfect. Verse 23. Nevertheless, if thou wilt cease yet seven days more, that thou shalt not fast in them. Verse 24. Go into the field of flowers, where no house is built, and eat only the flowers of the field. Taste no flesh, drink no wine, but eat flowers only. Verse 25, and pray unto the most higher continually, and will I come and talk with thee. Verse 26, so I went, in my, so I went my way into the field which is called Ardot. 
like as he commanded me. And there I set among the flowers, did eat the herbs of the field, and the meat of the same satisfied me.
and twenty third chapter of Deuteronomy, verse number two, down to verse six. Let's see what he say. Come on. Look at Deuteronomy chapter twenty three, verse number two, down to verse number six. Reads Deuteronomy twenty three, verse number two. A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of Yahweh, even to the tenth generation. Shall ye not enter into the congregation of Yahweh? Verse number three. An Ammonite or a Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of Yahweh. Even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of Yahweh forever. Verse number four. Because they met you not with bread and with water in the way. You came forth out of Egypt because they hired against the Balaam, the son of Beor of Petra, of Mesopotamia, to curse you. Verse number five. Nevertheless, Yaqua would not hearken unto Balaam. Yaqua turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because Yaqua loveth thee. Verse number six. I shall not seek their peace, nor their prosperity, all thy days forever. You say you don't seek their peace, that means you don't pay them no level nine and not their prosperity. I don't care what they open up next door to you where it's convenient for you to go down to it. He said for you not to seek their peace, that means you pay them no level nine and you don't eat their food. So you don't you don't say, uh, well, what are we going to eat tonight? Well, stop by Armonites and Moabites. Japanese and Chinese and brains. No. You don't eat their food forever. So you don't eat no Chinese food forever. Not no uh, egg food young or stir fried rice, none of that, according to Yahqua. And he's telling you why. Because when you came out of captivity, you head back to your land, they jumped you like a rope. And they never repented. So Yahweh said, pass it on to the children of the book, the children of Israel. Don't eat no Chinese food. Do not seek their prosperity forever. So there it is. Now who you going to believe? Remember Deuteronomy 8.3 said, man live by every word that Yahweh said. So when the pastor gets the free, the free buffet card to eat at the Chinese and Japanese restaurant, he eats free. And his member got to pay. Your pastor is out of order. Chinese food and Japanese food at no time make a difference for what you put in your mouth. So, in Second Ezra, Elder, in the eighth chapter, verse forty and forty-one, can you help those see up? And Mother Eve, have me First Maccabees chapter two, verse sixty-two down to verse sixty-four. Hey, what can we read out of Second Ezra, chapter eight, verse forty and forty-one? The book of Second Ezra, chapter eight, verse number forty, verse number forty-one reads: Second Ezra, chapter eight, verse number forty reads: Like as I have spoken now, so shall it come to pass. Verse forty-one. Well, as the husbandman sows much seed upon the ground, and planted many trees, and yet the thing that is sown good in his season cometh not up, 
They don't mind food. So when they are looking at the 47 chapters, verse 7 down to verse 13, it, it, it tells a story. All you got to do is precept your Bible, you know, so either we get with it or just stay sick. Stay bumming all around. Sick, we always. What's wrong now? Where I'm still You always, you're not bad. You always sick. You ain't never, you know why you ain't never well? Because you don't follow nothing in the Bible. Huh? Whenever you start following the Bible, you're going to have an upbeat demeanor. Strange. You'd be a, your temperament would be different. Don't you know, when you eat meat, you got to have a knife and stuff to cut that stuff down. That stuff don't digest in your stomach. Now the meat they got now, they're doing some stuff that meat now. Even worse, you can't even boil it out on, on what he tell you not to eat. So you see what we're trying to tell you. We're trying to save your life. Why, why walk around in pain 24 hours and when all you got to do is do exercise and change the diet and you be in pain about an hour by doing exercise? I'm going to have one hour of pain. But guess what the other 23 is going to bring you? Joy. See? You put set one hour apart for exercise. Sure, you're going to catch it. But that one hour exercise, then the next 23 hours, you're going to be got to do up, do up spirit. Why well, walk around all day long in pain? Really? That's like memo. Remember what it, hey, hey, Mother East, what do it say in 657 of 2nd Ezra? Do we understand what it's saying in 2nd Ezra 657? What is it we can read, Mother? 2nd Ezra 657. The book of 2nd Ezra, chapter 6, verse 57. Yeah, what is that? Chapter 6, verse 57. Verse 57 reads, And now, O Yahweh, behold, these nations which have ever been recruited as nothing have begun to be Yahweh over us and to me. That ain't, that ain't, that, that sounds good, but that ain't what I'm looking for. Hey, yo, what verse I need, my, this is, this is, make that, did I say 657? You sure, you sure you're reading, you're not, you're reading 657? Second answer. Six, six, well, see, what I'm looking for is the condition of the battle. What verse is that? What verse is, is the condition of the battle? This is the condition of the battle. I hate to put it out there, but what verse is that, else? This is the condition of the battle. See, the condition of the body is you got to put one hour in on exercise. You got to pain for one hour, then up to and three, you 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 you, you skin and you win. See, you got to use that. That's just the condition of the battle. You know, second is uh five fifty seven. Is a five fifty seven? What verse is that? Else, the condition of the battle. Is it five? 
six fifty seven, five fifty seven. I'm 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 supposed to be right there on it. So uh, help me out there, Mother Z. What person that condition of the body is? You gonna pull me out so far a couple times already. So what what is the condition of the body? What book what book we gonna look at that? The condition of the body. So um, I'm looking for the condition of the battle. So we thought it was five fifty seven. Uh, six fifty seven. I know it's some. I know I'm close by. So now we have to pull it out, pull it out until we tape it to a another day. Till we tape it to another day. In Second Israel, because I know it's, it's verse fifty-seven, and uh, it talks about the condition of the battle. It talks about it in um, make it Second Israel seven fifty-seven. Second Israel, second Malachi seven fifty-seven. What is that, Malachi? Second Israel seven fifty-seven. Second is chapter seven, verse fifty-seven reads. Then answered he me and said, "This is the condition of the battle with man that is born upon the earth to fight." See, this is condition. If you like this, we have to make sure precept that mother in, in the book of Alme, fifty verse four. See, understand condition of the battle. This is the condition of the battle. The same thing that happened for Adam and Eve is the same thing for you. This is the condition of the battle. What is that? Adam and Eve, 50 verse 4. Okay. (laughs) Adam and Eve, 50. Verse 4. The book, what, what Adam, the, the book of Adam and Eve, chapter 50, verse 4. And when the day dawned, and Adam said unto Eve, Come, let us go and do some work for our body. You see that, mother? The condition of the battle, we must do some work for our body. We got to keep our Yahweh first. We got to return back to herbs for your meat, and we got to do some work for our body. This is the condition of the battle. So we got to sit off one hour and get busy by giving our body a workout. This is the condition of the battle. It ain't no way of getting around it. If you want to get rid of all the problems in your body, you got to follow the Bible. And what's the Bible say here in um in Ezekiel forty seven, verse seven down to thirteen? What's the hell? Y'all are you on the clock come on. Book of Ezekiel, chapter forty seven. Verse number seven to thirteen reads. Book of Ezekiel, chapter forty seven. Verse number seven reads, Ezekiel 47, 
verse number seven. And when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river, were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Verse number eight. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. Verse number nine. It shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth wheresoever the river shall come, shall live. There shall be a very great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come thither, but they shall be healed, and everything shall live, whether the river cometh. Verse number 10. It shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it from Egedi, even until Egedim. There shall be a place to spread forth net. The fish shall be according to their net, kind as the fish of the great sea, exceeding many. Verse number 11. But the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to flock. Verse number 12. By the river upon the bank thereof on this side, on that side, shall grow all trees for meat. Whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his month. Because their waters they issue out of the temple, and the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the leaf thereof for medicine. Verse 13 The same Yahweh, it shall be the border whereby you shall inherit the land according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph. To have two portions. Hey, that's something. You mean the in verse twelve? Hey, 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 Mother Eve, have me in time prophecy, uh, twenty-two verse two, and it'll have me Deuteronomy twenty-eight fifteen down to verse number thirty-seven, fifteen and thirty-seven. Hey, Tell me that waiting on me. Deuteronomy 28, 15, on verse 27. And Mother Z get ready to take over the broadcast there, Mother Z. Rapid these verses ready. But do you mean that according to the 47 chapter, the fruit thereof shall be for me? So when we get on that tree and pull down off that tree, that is our need. And if we mess around getting any kind of problem, the leaf would mean the earth thereof is for your medicine. So when mother goes to end time prophecy and break that down and Revelation twenty two verse two, mother, what is they saying, mother? Revelation twenty two verse two, what is that, mother? Book of Revelation chapter twenty two verse two. In the midst of the street. Uh, is. And on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bears twelve manner of trees, and yield her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nation. Ain't that something? You mean that the uh... The leaves of a tree or the earth from the earth is for the healing of the people. The nation of Israel. Nation of Israel. That is your healing right there. Your healing is right there. 
the earth is your healing. The tree is your your meat. This is your healing. Not eating a bunch of dead food. That is not true. You got a big old freezer. Put all that dead man meat up in there. The firm today is not like it was used to be. The firm was stronger. You know why? Because they didn't eat what they eat in the day. That's how we can produce and we produce we got hair raises on our hands. Because what you inject in what? People, rice and beans, eggs and potatoes. That's what the sun made up. What kind of bouncing baby you gonna have? What's your fire makeup? Hey? You know that, did you? That's why your, your son is a hellraiser. All you do is find out what his daddy, what his daddy, his daddy was a hog eater. And now you got a hellraiser son. You can't figure out why your son's so hellraiser. Because the man, what he ate, his firm was rejected in you, and that's what was produced. That's why. That's why we got to talk great into the womb and eat the right thing so we won't have a hair-raising offering. Now, uh, I'll tell you what, let's just leave Mother, Mother Z in, and we'll bring Eld in, and we start yeah. closing this thing down. But Mother Z said, so I got plenty to say here. Now, see, I need to hear him doing that microphone, but I got plenty to say behind what you want to put on tape six. Oh. So, Mother Z, one of the most out of camp one. The world is listening over 900,000 strong on the international side. So what message you got for them according to some dust says Jacques come out? Um, I know you, um, I'm going to read, uh, just say, um, Yahweh bless and keep you seal, Israel, or you see. Hallelujah, Yahweh. I'm going to read uh, in uh, Psalms, chapter 69. Uh, Psalms, chapter 69. I'm just going to start reading that verse. So, if I have to be taking notes. And... Okay, Psalms. Chapter 69, verse, uh, we're going to read Psalm chapter 69, verse, I'm just going to read starting at verse uh, 26. But they persecuted him who they had smitten, well, yes, and, and they talked to the uh, Greek. Of of those who they had had wounded and and inic- and sin unto their iniquity and let them not come into the righteous unto the righteous righteousness verse twenty eight let them be blotted out of the book 
of the living and not be ridden with with the righteousness. Verse 29, but I am whole and thoughtful. Let the salvation, the salvation, O Yahweh, sit, sit me up on high. Verse 30, I will praise the name of Yahweh with with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. Verse 31. Thus also shall please please the Yahweh that's better than an ox or bull. Bullock that have horns and hooks. Verse 32. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your mind shall live that seek Yahweh. Verse 33. But the Yahweh heard, hears the poor and Despise not his person. I know P. His prisoners. Verse thirty-four. Let the heavens and the earth perish. Praise him that seek the seek seek and everything. That moveth therein. Verse 35. For Yahweh will save Yahweh Judah and will build the city of Yahweh Judah that they might dwell there and have it in possession. Verse 36. The seed also, the seed also of his servant shall inherit it and and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to back up your numbers, Elder. We'll put that off with you um, another time. We're going to back up your numbers, chapter 29, look at verse 1 and 40. Then we're going to precept that to um, 31, 5 to 8, uh, first corner. Hey, Elder Yahdai Israel, what can we read out of numbers, chapter 29, verse 1 and 40, going right over to first Chronicles chapter 31, verse 5 down to verse 8? Well, it's that elder. Yada Israel, lead teach out of camp one. Come up. The book of Numbers, chapter 29. Number one, verse number 40 reads. Book of Numbers 29, verse number one. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you have a righteous convocation. 
shall do no severe work. It is a day of blowing the trumpet unto you. Verse number 40. And Moses told the children of Israel, according to all that Yahweh commanded Moses. Hmm. So um, that the more of blowing trumpet is a commandment from Yahweh. First Chronicles 31, 5 down to verse 8, what it say here? Look at First Chronicles chapter 31, verse number 5 through 8. First Chronicles. Look up. First Chronicles. First, yeah, 31. Is, is, it a, is, is, it, is it 31 and, and um, First Chronicles 31? Is it 31 now? No, sir. There's a mark. No, sir. No, sir. All right, give me um, Second Chronicles five, five down to verse twelve. We'll, 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 we'll seek and accept that. We'll seek and accept um, Second Chronicles chapter five, verse five through eight and verse twelve. Let's seek and we accept that. A, a mother, a mother, mother Eve, have me number chapter fifteen. 37 down to verse 40 in the closing statement of that mother. Let's see what himself was written in Second Chronicles chapter 5, Elder. Verse 5 through 8 and 12. What does it say? Look at Second Chronicles 5. Number 5 through 8. And verse number 12 reads. Second Chronicles 5. Verse number 5 reads. They brought up the ark and the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. These did the priests and the Levites bring up. Verse number six. Also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark, sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered for multitudes. Verse number seven. And the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of Yahweh to its place, through the oracles of the house into the most righteous place, even under the wings of the cherubim. Verse number eight. For the cherubim spread forth their wings over the place of the ark. The cherubim covered the ark and the staff thereof above. Verse number twelve. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Himan, of Jephthah, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having simple sultries and hearts stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. Mm-hmm. And see, so all the priests that had them, them white linen garments, they had their white garments on. That's what they had on. They also had that 238, 240 in second. It was waiting on me here before I closed them. So they say it was all prepared. They had their white garments on. And um, now back up, Elder, give me Second Chronicles 31, 5 through 8. Let's see what's going on with that. Second Chronicles 31. Thank you, that Mother Z. Second Chronicles 31, 5 through 8, what does it say? The book of Second Chronicles 31, verse 5 through 8 reads, book of Second Chronicles, chapter 31. Verse number five reads, And as soon as the commandment came abroad, 
The children of Israel brought in abundance, the first fruit of corn, wine, oil, and honey, and all the increase of the field. The tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. Verse number six. Concerning the family of Israel and Judah, that dwelt in the city of Judah, they also brought in the tithe of oxen, sheep, tithe of the righteous things, which were consecrated unto Yahweh their Yahweh, and laid them by heaps. Verse number seven. In the third month they began to lay the foundation of the heaps, and finished them in the seventh month. Verse number eight. When Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed Yahweh and his people, Israel. And, and what happened in Nehemiah 8, verse 1, Elder? What happened in 8, verse 1 and 2, Elder? What happened in 8, verse 1 and 2? The book of Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse number 1 and 2 reads. Nehemiah, chapter 8, verse number 1. And all the people gathering themselves together as one man into the streets that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra and the scribe to bring the book of the law, Torah instructions of Moses, which I call commanded to Israel. Verse number two. And Ezra the priest brought the law, the Torah instruction before the congregation, both of men and women, and all they could hear was understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. They all came on the first day of seven months because that is the remorse blowing the trumpet. They all were cook line secret. And what were they doing, mother? In uh uh fifteen thirty seven down to verse forty and close the state of mother. What were they doing, mother? Um, no. Mama. Numbers chapter 15, verse 37 to 30, 37 to 40. Verse 37. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Seek unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the border of their garments throughout their generation, and that they put upon the fringes of the border a ribbon of blue. 39. And it shall be unto you for a friend, that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Yahweh and do them, and that you seek not after your own mind and your own eyes, after which you used to go alone. Verse 40. That you may remember all, that you may remember and do all the commandments and be righteous unto your Yahweh. Close and save that mother, action on your part, mother E, mother E, action on y'all part. Close and save that mother, come on. Let them know they got to hold on, mother. Hey, mother, you got to let them know they got to hold on. Thank you, praising Yahweh for the class. And, and thank you, praising Yahweh for the listeners. And I'm said to the listen, the hold on, don't give up. Hold on to the end. Hallelujah. 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 H
You got pain? You know why you got pain? Because you won't pay the seal on never mind. We tell the Bible tell you do. I can look in your refrigerator and tell you you won't do right. Let's go to Revelation first, Elder, chapter seven, verse seven, nine, thirteen, and fourteen. Then we go on to that second Ezra, chapter two, thirty-eight to forty-seven, and close the same there, Elder. So listen, I mean it's up to you. We come humble. We come with the spirit of Yahweh to tell you. You gotta come back to His word. If we don't fall to be in the condition we're in today, how are we gonna help others if we can't stand on our own two feet? Always something wrong. What's wrong there? Oh, this one. You always got something wrong with you. Revelation chapter seven, verse seven, nine, thirteen, and fourteen. Other come out. Book of Revelation chapter seven, verse seven, verse nine, verse number thirteen and fourteen. Read. Book of Revelation, chapter 7, verse number 7, read. Book of Revelation 7, verse number 7. Of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. The tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. The tribe of Issachar were sealed 12,000. Verse number 9. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all the nations, kindreds, and people, and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Verse number 13. And one of the other said unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and where came is thou? Verse 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. He said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation, and have washed their robes made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And 238 to 47. So, um, but, but hold on here. Let's make a little, a slight detour. We just, who would be that came out of great tribulation? I, I need to get a precept on that, Elder. In the book of Acts, chapter 19, Elder, what, 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 what were they doing? What were they doing? And them white robes and garments, Elder. We want to read what they were doing out of the book of Acts, Elder. We want to find out what were they doing in the book of Acts, chapter 18, verse 19 down to 21. The people they were doing in, in them fine white white garments. What were they doing with them printers on in the 18th chapter of Acts 19 down to verse 21? Book of Acts chapter 18, verse number 19 through 21 reads. Acts 18, verse 19. He came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered into the temple and reasoned with Yachnad Judah. Verse number 20. When they desired him to tarry longer time with them, he consented not. Verse 21. But bade them farewell, saying, I must by all means keep this peace that cometh in Yahweh Judah. And I will return again unto you if Yahweh will. And he sailed from Ephesus. Hey, that's that what they were doing. Yeah. They were wearing they white songs with pleasure only coming to the feast. That's what they were doing. 238, God of 47, they're in the closing statement. Take your time, they'll come up. Second, they'll come up. Three. The book of Second Hedges, chapter two, 
Verse number 38 to 40 reads. Second Genesis chapter 2. Verse number 38. Rise up the stairs. Behold the number of those that be sealed in the feet of Yahweh. Verse 39. Which are departed from the shadow of the world. Now receive great garments of Yahweh. Verse 40. Take that number of Yahweh Judah and shut up those of thine that are clothed in white which have fulfilled the law, the Torah instruction of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on now, we got, we got a couple of good old hits left. Now, now I, I want to hear of, of something else, Elder, and um, about 13, verse 40. I need to hear something else, Elder, about the actual, who, who is this guy over here? Who's this guy who's a tall man, Elder? Can you also see out he was a tall man? It's talking about this tall man, Elder, because he was doing something. Can you also see out in second Ezra about this tall man? And who's that tall man right there? In second Ezra. It's around about um um what we what we want. I know I know it's verse forty. Talking about a tall man, Elder. Can you still see out, Elder? Can about this tall man? Yeah, it's about this tall man, Elder. Talking about this tall man. It's talking about a tall man, Elder. And it said, um, it talks about this tall man. Um, well, got away from me, Elder. I thought it was wrong, but. When they talk about this tall man, and uh, he don't got away from me, so um, I guess he don't got away from me about this tall man. You know, hey, hey Mo Z, can you pull me out about this tall man, Mo? You pulled me out three times already, so you might as well go for the a fourth time about this tall man. This is tall man. I tell you what. We'll, we'll put a, a 216 on the elder and close the face. Daniel 216, what it say? The book of Daniel, chapter 2, number 16 reads. Book of Daniel, chapter 2. Daniel, chapter 2, verse number 16. The book of Daniel 2, verse number, verse number 18. Daniel 2, verse 16. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. That's right. That's right. So we need we need time, Elder. But uh, but one thing we can we can't get in. And Isaiah 27, verse 12 and 13. Let's even get in Isaiah 27, verse 12 and 13. Book of Isaiah, chapter 27, verse number 12, verse number 13 reads. Book of Isaiah 27, verse number 12. It shall come to pass in that day that Yahweh shall beat out from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt. You shall be gathered one by one, O you family of Israel. Verse 13. It shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown. That should come, which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt, 
and shall worship Yahweh in the righteous mountain. At Yahweh Judah. So in Psalm 91, verse 1 and 8, Elder, Psalm 91, 1 and 8, so you see that great trumpet is the seventh trumpet, the remora blowing the trumpet, and that day is a gathering of the children of Israel from every nation upon the sun. But on your way, you have an hour to do something in 91, verse 1, so you have one hour to do something in this gathering. Let's see what it is in Psalm 91, verse 1 and 8, and the closing statement, Elder. As again, Elder, I'm happy, no doubt about it. Psalm 91, verse 1 and 8, come on. The book of Psalm 91, verse number 1, verse number 8 reads, Book of Psalm 91, verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse number 8, Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Ain't that stuff? You see what I mean? We will have one hour to watch the reward of the wicked, and Yahweh will let you see everybody on that seventh trumpet getting didn't whoop real good, and you will be able to see all the ones that come at breakfast that they call wicked, and you'll be able to see them bird's eye like a drive-in movie. And what you will be saying for one hour, the reward of the wicked. Excellent, Elder. Close saying is all yours, and they'll take the time and close it out. Excellent on your part again, and the mothers too come out. Hallelujah. To the twelve tribes of Israel, that are scattered to the four corners of the globe. Yaqua be with you, and Yaqua bless you. Hallelujah. 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 See, listen. National artists on the international side, we come humble and we teach fear later on. But if we're going to get out of this condition, we must return back to the Bible. The Bible tells us the earth of the tree is for our meat. Is for the healing of our body. We have to find out what root of the ground heals our body. We must do some work for our body. But remember, nothing works unless you keep Yahweh first. You got to keep the feast days, some Sabbath days, and you got to wear your fringes. That is the blessing Yahweh passed down for the children of Israel. He recognizes you through the fringes. And everywhere you go in them fringes, somebody's going to always stop you and talk to you about, I know what that is. What is it? Fringes. Then you ask them, well, why you ain't got doing on? See? The fringes is the blessing from Yahweh. Why leave home without them? That is the blessing. You in trouble, the fringes is your blessing. You should not leave home without your fringes, keeping you Sabbath days, them feast days, and wearing your fringes. And on the first day of any feast day, wear your white garments with fringes on it. Then you got the blessing of Yahweh with you. Don't you want his blessing? I do. Remember, he sent his word in here to you. Psalm 107, verse 20. 
what heals you is the word. Matthew chapter 8, 68. The centurion from the northern kingdom says, you know, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. But my servant is sick with the palsy. He's falling all around on himself. He said, all you got to do is speak the word. And that's what we can't tell you, see, right? Watermelon and grapes, green grapes, and every now and then throw in a, a um, what's that thing called? Um, uh, uh, what's that thing called? Throw that in there every now and then. Huh? Throw that in there. I can't think of the name of it right now. But don't eat so much different stuff. Watermelon and green. Uh, what well, I just say again? Them things. You eat that because it talks your body. Amazing. Great. That's green grape. That detoxes your body. Do that and drink a gallon of rain water. Soak your, your belly in water. Your belly is the one that caught it. It shoots it up to your brain, down to your toes. But if you, if you stopped up with a cholesterol or stock in blood, you know, only thing going to break it down is the watermelon and the grape, you know, and the mango. That's right, the mango. That's what I'm saying, the mango. Just eat them three. That's it. Two to three. That's it. Don't be all over the place. And watch what it do and do some work for your body for one hour. Then you got a free 23 hours to do what you want to do. But you got to get the pain of one hour. Drink plenty of spring water. 